0: Our next presenters are here to talk about a lot of great work that's happening in one of Pittsburgh's neighborhoods, Larimer. Um, And here with us today we have Pat Clark, who's managing partner of Jackson Clark Partners, a Pittsburgh-based consulting firm that specializes in community and organizational planning and is really deeply rooted in a lot of community engagement and initiatives locally. Um, And and so Pat has formerly worked at GNC and uh, also is really into the arts and uh, artist management programmer, uh, artist management and programming, founder of Carpal All Night in Lawrenceville, under the 40th Street Bridge, and also a former roller derby announcer. <laughs> so we have Pat Clark. We have Juan Castellanos, community outreach specialist from the Kingsley Association, uh, and he's with the Department of Community S- Sustainability and Development. So he's been there since 2012, as an intern through Carnegie Mellon's UDream program. Uh, He earned his undergraduate degree in urban and regional studies and landscape architecture at Cornell and with us today We're also glad to have Evelyn Brooks um, Member of East Liberty's community resident of East Liberty Gardens and she participated in a lot of the great um, Work that you're going to hear about today through the Larimer consensus group Um, One of six neighborhood residents who served since the summer of 2012 as members of the survey team So with that I just would like to turn it over to our uh, guests today and and just want to say thanks
1: Thank you for that august introduction. Uh, Yes, I was a roller derby announcer. It's the only job I've ever been fired from. I still don't know why, and I'm still bitter. I can't believe you brought that up. But on and brighter news, brighter news, uh, I'm pleased to be here in such a good grouping. A uh, lot of folks here I know, uh, a lot of folks here I've worked with, and uh, it's certainly a pleasure to be here uh, to talk with you and to talk a little bit about the work that uh, um, I've been fortunate enough to do over the last few years, but uh, in particular over the last year in the neighborhood of Larimer uh, here in Pittsburgh. And uh, um, we, we did what uh, uh, we called... Uh, uh, Civic census. It was a survey, um, but I'll give you a little background on it. Um, And I'm going to make sure that I don't forget anybody. Uh, it's, It's important to also note that a lot of the folks that I worked with. Uh, not a lot, but some of the key folks that i worked with on the project are, are here in the room. And uh, um, Stephanie Daines uh, was kind enough to uh, get us involved in the project. And uh, David Weber, uh, J.W. Kim, who's not here from the Housing Authority of the City of Pittsburgh, were really instrumental in this, um, Our partners with the Kingsley Association, East Liberty Development, Inc., East Liberty Housing Inc, which uh, owns the East Liberty Gardens property, and the Larimer Consensus Group uh, were our key partners on the project. And uh, um, she can't be here. She's back in India. But the whole connection uh, with uh, PNCIS and the team was uh, a woman named Maitri Shaw who did a lot of data analysis for us. Uh, She wrangled a ton of information. And uh, I'm uh, very appreciative for her effort. So why did we do the survey? for kicks. It was fun. It uh, was challenging. Challenges are fun, but we did it for a specific reason. Uh, We were hired Uh, as a group of consultants to uh, help the housing authority of the city of Pittsburgh and their partners uh, with those groups of organizations that I mentioned earlier, put together a proposal for a HUD Choice Neighborhoods Implementation Grant that potentially is up to about $30 million. A week ago, Friday, um, they actually announced that the funding is now uh, officially available, so uh, we'll be... uh, um, putting together that final proposal over the next few months and, and uh, making good use of the data. We have to, in order to meet the requirements of HUD's HUD's uh, CNIG, they call it, Choice Neighborhoods Implementation Grant. For HUD's CNIG grant, we had to get a bunch of baseline data, a lot of baseline data. So we set about identifying uh, through a series of very complicated matrixes, everything we needed to know to be able to get back to HUD to tell them what they wanted to hear about the community of Larimer. Um, And we knew quite a bit about the community of Larimer. I've been fortunate enough to do the community plan there in uh, uh, 2007 and 2008. Uh, The consensus group uh, and a lot of their partners went on to do a a vision plan, a land use and and market assessment uh, with the Strata Group uh, in 2010. And this is the third phase of planning. Uh, And and, uh, all props to the folks in the neighborhood, they are not sick of planning at this point. They started from the beginning saying we don't need another plan, uh, but they've been pretty busy over those last few years doing things too. Um, So in addition to that, it was important for us to not just get the data that HUD wanted, but to also, and we took the time through a series of uh, the community meetings we had, to ask the residents of that neighborhood, the businesses in that neighborhood, If you had to ask your neighbors about these areas, housing and health and safety and employment and economic development, physical, recreational, cultural assets, what would you want to ask them? We actually took time to get a lot of the questions from the community itself. Uh, And where the the folks here at Pitt were really instrumental uh, was in helping us to align those very micro um, data goals with the larger um, regional quality of life survey, the Power of 32 survey. So if folks were um, in the community wanting to get a set of answers, we made sure that we did our best to align them with those uh, data sources that were already in existence. Um, And uh, that was how we came up with a survey that was uh, an unfortunately large survey. It took almost an hour for people to get through, but uh, they did. And uh, they um, were very very enthusiastic about it. uh, 240 questions all told, uh, depending on the circumstance of the household. Uh, it entailed uh, starting initially with funding from the Housing Authority to um, make sure that we engaged residents of the public assisted housing. Uh, we got uh, universal participation in the Housing Authority's properties out at Hamilton Larmer. Uh, to date, we've gotten 60% responses in uh, the uh, 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 East Liberty Gardens Uh, Housing residents and we're actually continuing to do the survey there toward the goal of getting everyone um, all the households there uh, to participate in the survey and We also have made uh, efforts to get additional funding because the the partners we were working with on the project the community partners Really challenged us they said we should talk to everybody Can we talk to everybody? Can we interview everybody? So our goal is to continue the survey, um, actually probably after we've um, completed the application to HUD, and hear from everybody in the community, um, and to hear what they all have to say. Um, Because there's a couple of reasons that we did this, and a couple of uses for the data. One, it helped inform what we were doing in putting together the proposal for Choice Neighborhoods. Uh, we were able to enter in the process of finalizing a lot of the plans in, in that application but the, the key thing for us and in, in, I mean you can get data in a lot of different ways and it's statistically meaningful but what we wanted to do was to continue work that had been done in the Larimer community to really engage that community and to build the most informed participatory community possible there's a lot of folks who who uh, um, focus on community engagement, uh, this is one step beyond that. This is community participation. And uh, uh, I think probably the most important outcome that we can have in a lasting way, aside from the federal funding, is going to be uh, a more robust civic infrastructure. That's one of the reasons we didn't call it a census. Uh, it Didn't call it a survey, rather. We specifically called it a census, a civic census, uh, because it was important for us that there was community participation at a level that is pretty ambitious. The folks in the neighborhood, the partners we worked with, came up with a slogan, We're All In. And uh, they wanted us to drive to that. They wanted to use that as the central theme, and we did. We have utilized almost a political campaign methodology. We had door hangers with the We're we're All In message. Um, We used three contacts at least to get people involved. We have a team, if you know anything about organizing, If you get a group of four or more people wearing the same t-shirt, you can talk people into almost anything, (laughs) um, including during the survey. And uh, to me, one of the the most important parts of it, my partner Tracy Jackson really drew this, was Evelyn Brooks was the star of our show. These posters were all over the neighborhood. She and uh, the fellow residents who were doing the survey, whom we trained, uh, on iPads props <laughs> to do a survey that uh, we were then then able to compile um, th- that was really key for us because when you say survey to folks they often run screaming the other way but we could have Evelyn knocking on the door of her neighbors and, and friends and soon to be friends we could have uh, the ability to say these questions Like your neighbors want these questions answered like that's not my question per se We did align them with larger survey data, but that was critical the other thing that was important uh, Because we're doing a lot of on a short timeline and again if you know anything about organizing go where the people are Uh, We didn't have a really good way to set up in uh, East Liberty Gardens, so uh, I opened my second of a two-car garage Uh, the one that my wife complains about this thing sitting in. And uh, we roll it out, and this was our our survey center. And uh, it was actually a little cramped at times, depending on how many people were in there, Uh, but it was pretty effective. And uh, uh, I I think the the lesson of this to us is that if you have a dedicated group, and we had about six folks that we hired through um, the HUD uh, uh, process, uh, uh, through the Housing Authority, um, section 3 hires, and uh, they did a great job, and uh, they continue to, to do work out there and are, are going to um, continue on the, the neighborhood portion of the survey. Um, and key partner in a, being able to do
2: this uh, is to work with a community-based organization, the Kingsley Association. Good afternoon, everyone. Um, again, my name is Juan Castellanos. I'm from the Kingsley Association. Um, the King's Association is a 120-year-old institution in Pittsburgh, serving the residents of the East End, uh, with particular focus on the neighborhood that we're located in, Larimer. As a partner in the planning process, um, this whole civic engagement has been particularly um, beneficial to us um, and in a, has been beneficial to our four core programs. Um, community sustainability and development, which is the the, the department I'm in, uh, health and wellness programming, family support, and education and training. Um, This survey has uh, helped us in three different ways. Uh, The the primary way it has helped us is that it has identified major uh, trends in the community, major concerns and needs, because it is a very comprehensive uh, assessment, as, as Pat said, 240 questions, that's a lot of information. So it really has allowed us to really pinpoint what do residents need, and how can we connect them directly to the services that we provide, that we already provide. Um, but then also, what other services can we connect to? Uh, the King's Association is all about collaboration with other um, nonprofits. We, um, we, are, we have certain strengths in, in some things, but also there are other nonprofits that are much better at doing certain things. Um, so some examples of uh, Kingsley's partnerships um, that kind of deal with some of the results that the initial results that are coming out are one partnership that we're doing is with the Rebuilding Together Pittsburgh and, uh, you know, identifying homes within Larimer that we could assist um, with um, home repairs and actually um, employing people that have gone through some of the education and training programs that Kingsley has done. Um, another program that we just started is um, neighborhood works Has actually set up a satellite office um, within Kingsley so the idea of providing um, financial guidance to or financial assistance housing uh, assistance to residents in the area since that is something that has been identified you know we use this information to guide our, our programming so one of the, one of the other initiatives that Kingsley is a part of is the Urban Green Growth Collaborative and one of the, our objectives is to really educate residents and make them informed stakeholders in their community so each month we have a different topic that addresses an issue that has either has been addressed in the vision plan um, from a few years ago or has been identified through the survey so we brought in speakers who come talk about um, fixing your home, uh, urban agriculture as a, as a means of employment and economic development. Uh, the next few months, we're actually going to be talking with uh, business, uh, the business community and kind of bring them, uh, bringing them in more to be part of the community. Um, the second way in which uh, the survey has assisted us is that because of the comprehensive nature, comprehensive nature of the survey and because of the focus on getting, each, <laughs> every, uh, getting everyone uh, surveyed, it really has assisted in our tar- targeting our outreach efforts so instead of you know diving into the neighborhood with a specific program and flooding everybody we can actually maximize our resources by only going spe- after specific houses that have identified that need um, lastly and um, the other last the third wing which has assisted our, our organization is that again because it focuses on individuals um, it has strengthened our relationships with, uh, with the community as a whole, but actually with individual people. And that's where I want to uh, pass it on to Ms. Evelyn Brooks, because of this effort. It is someone in the community who's actually coming in and talking to every resident. So,
3: Hello, uh, my name is Evelyn, and I'm very happy to have been a part of the uh, Civic Survey. Because it, it affected me, directly affected me, also, just like the residents in the Liberty Gardens. And through uh, taking the survey, I was made aware of how many people were so uninformed and misinformed about what was getting ready to happen in the community as far as development, redevelopment, and relocation. And they, knowing that there was someone there that really took an interest and also made it known to them that there were people out there that really were interested in what they thought and what was going on in their lives and which made them get more involved in things and realize that it was very important to get involved in what was going on around you before it got took up from under you taken from under you so i'm glad to know that the survey made a difference in a lot of people's lives, getting involved, and, being, and it being a stepping stone for other programs to be formed. So, I just want to let you know, I'm very thankful to have been a part.
4: Yeah, want We've got time now for questions for uh, Evelyn, Juan, and uh, Pat about what they about the project in Larimer, the planning that's been going on, and uh, the kinds of work they see going into the future. And good. I'm glad to see you doing the bike grant, Yeah, good luck with that. A couple of co- questions. Tracy. Oh, here we go. Have you have you completed the survey and you have the data and were there interesting findings? And as someone in Hazelwood who thinks we're
1: following a similar model, how did you make sure you have the uh, iPads back? <laughs> well, I, c- I, I either lose mine or keep it. I, I just <laughs> yes, we have the data. Uh, it's a ton of data, and actually, actually, that was my biggest fear is that anybody was going to ask me any question about it. Um, because it is, it is a massive amount of information. The one, the one thing actually that we talked about just yesterday in a meeting is uh, that uh, <clears throat> a lot of people who have absolutely the lowest level of financial resources that you might imagine in the community uh, prefer not to get financial counseling. Um, so th- there are there are limitations, obviously, to questions that can be asked of folks because you know that financial counseling uh, is something that would benefit folks. Uh, So I think questions combined with education and more informed community are really critical. So I guess that's one thing that comes off the top of my head. Survey has not been completed yet. We actually um, have done a a good number in the neighborhood itself, uh, but we're just about to gear up and continue the neighborhood portion of the survey, we got a commitment uh, from uh, uh, the housing authority uh, to continue work in the neighborhood and a preliminary commitment from a foundation to be able to continue some of that work out there. So we're excited about that. Um, And I know where these people live (laughs) with the iPads, but uh, more to the point, uh, uh, when you're working with folks in a relationship uh, that is a working relationship, and when you see them as much as as we saw them, uh, and when you're putting them in a position of leadership in their community, there's a lot of trust that gets developed. And that's one of those soft things that y- you don't necessarily, I mean, I guess you could quantify that, but uh, I don't know that you have to. Thank you. I, I, that's
4: great to
5: hear. I just have a question, John. We did a not as extensive, but it's I want to say a similar survey um, some years ago in Hills, and the, and the, and understandably, oftentimes the data, like the results, is is um, negative. It's it's not good. People aren't saying, oh, this is just wonderful, you know. So what ultimately what happened is that it kind of got squelched, like the the, the prod, you know, because the the council got negative comments. The survey really never went. So I guess I'm, I'm kind of saying not as a cautioner but but I'm hoping that that you're able to understand that's coming and then also sort of you know be prepared to, to say no this is why we need to do certain things or this is why you know I don't know if that makes sense. It just seemed like our, we were all excited about it and when we got the data that was you know it's like a whole house inspection. It didn't say great things about the community people were kind of surprised and I, I was surprised at them. Yeah, A couple of things, I'm
1: ready for the man, bring the man on, <laughs> um, believe me we've, we've, we've met the man um, and have worked with the man. Uh, but I, I think uh, one of the things that we were able to do is, uh, I, I'd hearst to say this word Ah, transparency, there I said it. But you know what? If you're transparent on stuff, it makes a big difference from the start. Um, and w- part one of one of the things that I think I get paid for is to allow people to bitch, moan, gripe, and complain to their heart's content and to allow them a forum and a venue to do that and the time to do that. One of the first interviews that I did in the community of Larmer in 2007 uh, took place over four hours, over two days, and at the end, the woman who was kind enough to send me an invoice for her time. Um, you got to know that the bad is going to come because there's a lot of bad things to say. And to me, the big portion of that is transparency. And you got to be ready and capable of jujitsuing it. You've got to make sure that if you know it coming and you see it coming, you have a way to direct it toward a better place. I have one. Final question. Oh, no. Tracy um, a question.
4: Tracy. You've been overruled. Yeah. I, I just wanted to uh, ask.
5: You looked at a lot of needs and issues in the community. This was an opportunity also to find out what was the capacity and talents, and assets of the yeah. residents. Was there were there any questions in there? And how did you structure to find out? You know, who had something to give back in their community?
1: A couple of ways. We asked generally, and we've done this before. Um, it's actually worth saying that the reason I, I really was excited about this is that we'd done a prototype of this survey that was focused specifically on, you know, really, it was like six questions as opposed to 3,000. Um, and it was, what's the biggest problem on your block? Do you have any particular skills? Is there an issue in your household that you could have, use help with? You know, it's really basic stuff. And the first door I knocked on was at the woman who's now the head of the alarm or consensus group. And the lady called us back three times. Uh, wants to ask us a question the second time to introduce us to her sister and the third time to give us five dollars and she said I don't know what you're doing or who you're with but this is great here's five dollars which and it was the first house so I'm like well this may be a sign from God or just a fluke I don't know Um, but I I think one of the core people talk a lot about asset mapping and we've done work recently around asset mapping where we told the client but until you really talk to people like you don't really know what the assets are, ask them. We very deliberately made sure to ask people not just what resources they had, what skills they had, but we also made sure to say, do you volunteer? How do you volunteer? Would you be willing to volunteer two hours in support of your community? We're engaged in a planning process. Do you want to be a part of it? And there are these groups called alarm or Consensus Group. Have you heard of them? Would you like to be a member? There are these action teams that are dedicated to getting things done around work and wellness and green stuff and the red-up team and have you heard of them? Would you like to get involved in any of them? So now we've got a list of, and a lot of people, a lot of people said, yeah, sure, I'd volunteer. Um, And one of the next steps we have is to go back uh, we're going to go back to every one of the folks that said that they would volunteer. We're going to hand them an American flag and make sure that they put it out on the 4th of July. By the way, when we have our final community meeting, we're going to have a room full of people holding the American flag because they did the survey, and we're going to take pictures and put that on the cover. I don't think that will hurt. Um, but I, I think really what you have to do is listen to people, find out what their skills are, what their interests are, and follow up on it.
0: I have one, one question. Did your wife let you bring the trailer back into the garage? <laughs> I ran over. her. Was, she was
1: blocking it, and I, I said, no, I'm, I'm moving it back in. Actually, my, my goal is, and if anybody, if anybody here qualifies, I'm not from here, but I see all these riverfront properties everywhere, and if I, if I can find somebody who's got land, I'm going to say, oh, you got land? I have a cabin. <laughs>
0: <laughs>
3: like Micro house.
1: Exactly. And the, anyways, and yeah, and I'm going to actually be doing a, a Sprout Fund grant application later. So <laughs> Joe, thank you. <laughs>
4: Evelyn Brooks, uh, Juan Castellanos, and Pat Clark. Thank you for a wonderful presentation on all the work that's going on in Larmor. You've just you, you've just done such phenomenal things. I want to also thank Ann Lewis for the discussion about the Tri uh, TriCog group that she's been uh, with and organizing Blightbusters and the kinds of work that they've done. Again, both of you showing fantastic community-based applications of the Pittsburgh Neighborhood and Community Information System. Again, thanks to Greg Sanders for a wonderful talk today. Um, and also to our response panel, Chris Blackwell of, of Penn Hills, David Passmore of the City of Pittsburgh, Amanda Settlemeyer uh, left of Turtle Creek Valley Cog, and Brady Huntsker at the at Google. Um, again, also Rob, Terry, Jerry, um, and uh Samine and um, uh uh Jerome, thanks for the Uh, poster display I think they're really exciting there's some little bit of time I think if you want to spend a couple minutes catching one that you missed I know it's hard to see all of them in half an hour but they were terrific thank you all again Bob, thanks for all your organization and work here uh, on our Pittsburgh Neighborhood and Community Information System. And most importantly, again, we're at the end, and I'm always amazed how many of you stay right through to the end. Uh, You are our users. You make this system work, and we're going to go with all of you to make it even better. um, And see you back again next year, but we'll see most of you at various events throughout the year. Thanks again, and thanks uh, to the Cleveland the Federal Reserve Bank of Cleveland, and our partners at the Pittsburgh Partnership for Neighborhood Development for our fourth annual PNCIS user conference. Thanks.